Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 298. And we have a guest. Yes, you do. Hello. Welcome to the show, Ian. Thanks very much, Mike. Because I didn't think Alan was going to actually introduce you by name. <laughs> I thought he was. I was waiting. And then I was like, oh, he's handed over to me. <laughs> because I just plunged straight into that, I thought if I talk for long enough, it will give Mike a chance to get his mental engine in gear. Yeah, you did dive straight in there. Oh, you're the chap who lives in Scotland but doesn't sound Scottish. Yes, that's me. <laughs> the non-Scottish Scot. The non-Scottish Scot. I'm an Englishman living in Scotland. Uh you're an alien. But I'm pale, freckly, and ginger with a huge ginger ponytail. So people assume I'm Scottish until I open my mouth. You should adopt a Scottish accent and just fill them. <laughs> I'd try, but I think I might insult them. Might I ask what city you're in? Aberdeen. Oh, you poor person. I don't live in the city. I live about an hour and a half out of town. So you got Aberdeen, Inverness, and then you got Finland. <laughs> or Greenland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later, yeah. Yeah, right. This week's episode is going to be The Queen. This is an episode that Ian requested many moons ago. We finally got on round to scheduling a recording time, which is basically six days before it gets released. <laughs> yeah, I think we could have left it later, to be honest. Oh, we're really up against the line here, aren't we, for you? There's no lion. <laughs> <laughs> Say something, Alan. Sorry, for some reason my mind jumped to Supergirl. I've been watching it recently, and I liked the introduction of Livewire and the Ghostbusters reference yet to see that if you've not seen episode five then that won't make any sense to you it's on my list but uh, there's a lot on my list yeah i haven't found the terabyte drive so i'm limited to the half terabyte drive but i didn't realize there's been an entire half season of agents of shield broadcast in fact it's on mid-season break and agent Carter season two is starting shortly that was a good show it was tight it was focused and it didn't have any extra annual stuff uh, I've not seen any of Agent Carter yet, so uh, no spoilers. It's a good show, and it's a consistent and a very good arc, and I have to say the lead is fantastic. Yeah. Did you watch Legends of Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow? I don't know from both on you. <laughs> no, I have no idea what that is. Been off to the Arrow and the Flash. Oh, I haven't watched Arrow and I haven't watched Flash. Fair enough, then. I'm Arrow? doing the binging thing, so it's pick a series, binge through it, and then pick another series and binge through that one at a time. Right. I only have Supernatural on my list. Oh, there dear so God. Many uh, you know how long Supernatural will take you to get through? Yeah, that's part of the problem. That's why I've not started well, it yet. The design was for five years, so just watch the first five seasons and then skip the rest. Is the rest not worth watching? Just because Alan is having trouble getting through it. I've watched it right through. I'm in the middle of season 11. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to want to burn through the whole lot, but I think that's quite a commitment. <laughs> so it'll be Agents of Carter and all the DC and Marvel things that have come out. That I've yet to see first. I have to watch Arrow and the Flash. Yep, exactly. I'll tell you what I am watching at the moment. The Expanse. The Expanse. I've watched two episodes. It's military sci-fi. It is. I tweeted that the other night. A lot of the sci-fi novels I've read recently have been set, you know, within 100 years of now. So space combat is all about, you know, reaction drives, torpedoes, missiles, mm. point defence. No fancy shielding or anything. Limited mm-hmm. radar. And this one episode had a big battle. And that's exactly what they did. I've only seen two. I'm not telling you, I'm not saying who it was. <laughs> There's two spaceships fighting, Alan. You'd get that in a science fiction series. Oh, I really want to see this. That looks amazing. And there's only seven, no, eight episodes, so I could watch all that soon. I'm pretty sure it has been renewed for a second season. Oh. And it's based on some novels as well. 
Uh, I really want to watch Dark Matter as well. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> oh, you so should. Uh, Dark Matter, yes, but you know what you should do? You should do what I did and what a lot of people did because they came out together. You should alternate Dark Matter episodes with Killjoy's episodes because they're two shows that work well watched at the same time. Uh, never seen it. I haven't seen Killjoy's. You've not seen Killjoy's? Go and watch Killjoy's. Killjoy's got put on the back burner. Yeah, that's very okay. much the problem I have. It's a fun show. <laughs> time is limited. Yeah, perhaps when this podcast is finished, I'll have so much time I won't know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to think of a show that I might persuade you to continue in a similar vein with. <laughs> there is nothing out there. That... I, was think- I was thinking Arrow. No, there's uh, plenty of very good Arrow podcasts out there. So we could do a very bad one. How many episodes of The Simpsons has there been? Surely you could do a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 you could do with that. a nice small commitment like that. You'd have to do one a day, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just to even hope of catching up. <laughs> Mike likes a challenge. Mm, not so much. No, probably not, no. Although, as I've often said, there's nothing better than uh, a deadline to actually get me working. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come midnight, Friday night, I'm really going for it. I take more of a Douglas Adams-y and approach the deadlines. Yes, we know. The sound of them whizzing past. Washing. <laughs> Indeed. This is the Emperor. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Come grab a table, pull up a chair at the Sci-Fi Diner, where the food is always hot and your hosts are, well, out of this world. Sample some geeky trivia. You, our listeners, need to tell us what a Star Trek series did Tony Amador guest star in. Dine with celebrity guests. Hi, this is LeVar Burton from Roots, Star Trek The Next Generation. This is Laurie Holden from The Walking Dead. And rub shoulders with the locals. This is Floyd of Aurora, Colorado. Hi, this is Rick from Montana. And get it to go with the Sci-Fi 5 and 5. Top 5 movies, one scene, cannot be unseen. All served up at SciFiDinerPodcast.com. Serving up science fiction from here to the end of the universe. Um, I've watched this episode through earlier on with the uh, audio commentary. Yep. The commentary's not very good on this one, is it? It's okay. I don't mind listening to uh, some of you know, the director and the writer talking about it. Well, it was interesting hearing some of the things, but there weren't a lot of facts that I picked up that I thought would be interesting on the podcast. A lot of it was about lighting and stuff, which is cool, but um, you can't say that about every scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any ideas when you're starting to record Universe yet? I could only give you a ballpark date. The Queen is going to be released next Saturday. We're recording today. Mm-hmm. That'll be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 12 more episodes. That's three months. We're going to do the two movies before we start Universe. So that's 14 weeks. So 15 weeks. The first Universe episode should be going out. But uh, I'm already in countdown mode the day the gate gets finished. Are you? Looking on the horizon, you can see the finish line. <laughs> Are you looking forward to it? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to miss it, but be very glad of all the free time, yeah? I will have so much free time. <laughs> My own poor. I could probably do the edit in an hour if I, if I didn't care. Yeah. But every time I start thinking, well, I'll let this skip this time. I could probably do it in half the time. But then 30 seconds into the edit, I'm, no, nah, I can't let it go. I've got to, <laughs> got to tweet this tweet, bit. Edit, this delete, bit. Yeah, yeah, trim. Yeah, I got and assembled a desk, which is a rare example of an Irish copy of a foreign idea, which is done well. Irish copies and British copies of European ideas are generally, they remove everything good about it. What's left is a pale imitation. The equivalent of taking, for example, the variation between tea made with three bags, a ceramic teapot and a cosy, and someone dipping the bag into hot water for five seconds and telling you there's your tea. (laughs) And adding the milk before the hot water. That kind of thing. 
Which is just rough. No, you can't add the milk before the hot water. That clogs the tea bag. Mm-hmm. You need to stop talking about caffeine-based drinks because you're making me thirsty. The desk, anyway. Where is this from? An Irish company, and it's very clearly an Irish knockoff of an IKEA design. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounded very IKEA. IKEA. Definitely IKEA. That was even mentioned on QI this week. The correct pronunciation? Was it? <laughs> yeah. Which is... The way I've been doing it. <laughs> listen, listen to the ads, IKEA. Right, we should probably get cracking. We've been talking for 25 minutes and Mike's going to kill us, so... We've been talking for 15 <laughs> minutes and 18 seconds. You guys might have been talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, then, folks, as per usual, this episode is taken from a Region 2 DVD, runtime 41 minutes, 46 seconds. We are all currently staring at a black screen with the count set to zero. If you want to watch along with us rather than just listening, set up your video at the same time. And when Alan finishes his 3 to 1 countdown, he will say click, and we will all press play. That is the theory anyway. Mm-hmm. Ian, English, Swedish, French, Spanish, Finnish. No, I can't recall Russian. Uh, I was going to ask for Russian. Done. <laughs> uh, Finnish. Right. Finnish. Oh, it's been a while. Why did I mention Finnish? <laughs> yeah, Finnish isn't coming to me. You're getting German. German's fine. Would you like me to edit that so it actually sounds like you pick German? <laughs> and save face. German, please. <laughs> <laughs> Drei, zwei, ein, clicky. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. Mm, Sweaty Taylor. You have some wraith DNA. My father told people that it was a gift. Ah, oh, they picked up my signal. You know it's going to be good when Todd's in previously. You've got to love an episode with Todd, haven't you? Yeah. Are you sure? Definitely. Not pulling any punches either. Making full use of the, the graphics library. You finally trust me. No, not true. I still don't trust you. Michael as well. Good God, everything's happening. <laughs> Ability well beyond any normal human, but without the one weakness that will be the downfall of the wraith. And a queen. Oh my god, everybody. Yeah. Pulling bits from Rising as well, the premiere. Dun, dun, dun. Very proud of himself, he was. Ah, space case. Yeah. Where are they going then? A bit of a, and space is big, very, very big. Yeah. Vast. Yes. yes. Backup. The jumper, a marine unit, something. This is intended to be a diplomatic mission, Rodney. What kind of message would that send? Well, a strong one, hopefully. This is a bit much. Doesn't Ronan get a seat anymore? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, well, it's she, doesn't, uh, she doesn't have a seat either. Or does she? Oh, she does. Well, Ronan, Ronan is being a gentleman and letting her sit down. Aye, vey. <laughs> That's a noise use to music. My God, how big is that thing? Never seen a hive in space, huh? I've never seen one, period. Yeah. Well, technically she has. There were two of them in the shrine, weren't there? Yeah. Granted, they were parked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Apparently, I'm receiving a transmission. Docking instructions. But no, hello, greetings, weary travelers. Guess not. So much for the red carpet. Yeah, it's not a welcoming. I can't imagine Ronan is very happy about this. <laughs> that looks remarkably cavern-like, doesn't it? Organic, isn't it? Yeah, but it's very cave-ish. Spent too much time near suns, a bit of, you know, <laughs> skin issues. So what happens now? If history's taught us anything, this is the part where we get double-crossed and taken prisoner. That will not happen this time, Rodney. He's a worry wart, is that, Rodney? Ah, <laughs> uh, he's my favourite. <laughs> they really should put a bell on these jumpers. Mm. <laughs> Keller looks a little nervous. Avon calling. Yes. yes. I don't think Todd would ever manage Avon. <laughs> Selling skin ah. This looks a little familiar. Yeah. 
Okay, <laughs> casual, everybody, casual. Guns, guns, guns. Okay then, The Queen, Season 5, Episode 8 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast Episode 298. This episode first heard in America, September the 12th, 2008. Canada got it next, September the 15th. We got it November the 6th. Sweden, November the 14th. Germany, September the 9th, 2009. Australia, March the 11th, 2010. And Japan, October the 13th. This episode was directed by Brenton Spencer, from a story by Alex Levine and written by Alan McCullough. No episodes of the same name, at all. But there were a documentary, a movie and a TV series called The Queen, and you can probably imagine what they were about. Mm-hmm. Except for one, which was about drag queens, but <laughs> yeah. there can, you go. Can we pause at the end of the credit sequence? I bought cheese and I forgot to put it in the fridge. <laughs> I have to put okay. the cheese in the fridge. <laughs> Don't put, put the, the cheese in the fridge. That is not what I expected. <laughs> it could have been anything. Somebody's at the door. Damn, I've, I've got to make an important phone call. <laughs> it's cheese as well. It'll just get better out of the fridge. You know, 40 minutes isn't going to kill it. <laughs> Welcome to my ship. Oh, here he is. Christopher Heidel. I must watch more Hell on Wheels. You should. It's on Netflix. This is my second in command. I've asked him to be a part of these discussions. Please. Sit. Oh, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny? Kenny, Kenny Wraith, played by Tyler McClendon. An actual table? And fruit. Well, they've made an effort. Hang on, that's a pear. He's allergic to citrus. I hope they prove as delicious as the farmers who grew them. Well, it's an alien pear. <laughs> and he probably doesn't realise that, although I did, yeah. I did like Todd's. Yes, the farmers yeah. were delicious as well. <laughs> <laughs> This is Dr. Keller. She's our chief medical officer, and she's going to explain everything to you. It's actually very atmospheric, isn't it? Goes even. It is. There's no citrus either. Like they knew. Sent out for dietary requirements beforehand. The rate that we. I know who he is. Knows more talk with Todd. I, of course you do. Word of your success against him spread rapidly among my kind. Yes. Trust me. We didn't do it for you. Anyway, we recovered a database from his lab that allowed us to continue his research into... For what purpose? We've come up with a gene therapy that alters Wraith DNA. Another one. but significant way. In a nutshell, we think we can make it so that you and any other Wraith we treat will never need to feed on humans again. Yes. You'll never miss it, Todd. Don't worry about it. (laughs) This is absurd. Well, actually, it's not as big of a change as you might think. Hmm. <laughs> That's a nice look. Yes, Kenny's not impressed. John keeps holding his fruit. He's not very impressed either. He's, he's doing a Jack O'Neill where he has to actually have something in his hands. <laughs> if I consume this, it may give me a moment's pleasure, but it will not sustain me. I swear there are some pine cones in those fruit bowls. Hmm. Of what benefit is it? You know, think about it. If you could put yourself on regular food, you could give up all those tiresome cullings. It would give you a significant advantage over other hives. Ah, then I'd have to go poop as well. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much time you have when you don't have to go to the loo. Think of the whole new could open up for Wraith cookbooks, though. <laughs> Our longevity. Well, um, we're not entirely sure how this change would affect your, um, gifts. Gifts, yeah. Yeah, they'd have to end up sleeping as well. <laughs> this isn't looking a very good deal. Yeah. It's difficult to know from lab tests. We can't be sure until we 
administer it to um, live subjects. You're not selling this well, Keller. No, they haven't really thought this out, have they? Yeah. So we need a volunteer. <laughs> Which means that every time you feed, you're taking a risk. Bottom line is, there's not enough food to go around. That's why you wait through each other's throats. So, here's your chance. This is actually an incentive for the Rave to cooperate. Yeah. Although they are probably very busy looking for alternatives already. We know the Wraith are exceptionally clever technology-wise and biologic-wise. Well, biotechnology. It's the, it's the Wraith watchword. That reminded me very much of the Imperial March. <laughs> there were definite overtones of it there. Especially with that music playing. Yeah. yeah, but something makes me think he wants to. Why not? It is a reasonable offer. Why are we thinking of ways to fix them when we should be thinking of ways to kill them? We've been trying to do that for four years. They're still here. The Wraith may not deserve our consideration, but as John pointed out, we're not doing this for them. Yes, yeah, when Todd's being too cooperative, stop getting worried. I'm sorry. Am I disturbing you? Ah, Ronan, the Adam Baldwin of this character. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Ronan, you have to draw your gun every time a wraith walks into the room. If you can make the treatment work. Ah, here it comes. Of course, converting a single hive would be pointless. It would make little difference to the humans of this galaxy, and it would make us pariahs amongst our own kind. Wait a minute, I thought you worked with a whole group of hives. I do, but I may have exaggerated my position within the Alliance. <laughs> he delivers these lines so well. He does, doesn't he? Well, he's Chris. Among all the queens in the Alliance, one sits above the rest. We call her the Primary. The Uber Queen? Convince her and the rest will fall into line. Then convince her. She will only speak with another queen. And your queen was killed last year in the skies above Atlantis. Regrettably, yes. That's what they pointed out as well. The prosthetics have gotten that good. It allows the act to express themselves. You know, in the old days, it'd just be a lump of plastic on the face and all you'd get a bit of eye movement. Yeah, now everything moves. Brilliant. Now I've been able to maintain this subterfuge. But a face-to-face -face meeting... That would be difficult. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> in fact, there is only one person who could help me. <laughs> you should be very he scared is... if Todd can do that. He's a chancer. This is crazy. Believe me, this is not a decision I am taking lightly. Would you realize what he's asking you to do? Well, Dr. Keller assures me that the procedure is completely reversible and will have no lasting ill effects. I'm not talking about the procedure. <laughs> you think? <I> know. <laughs> yeah, you can't just put a dress on. <laughs> Hello, Taylor. <laughs> I have to say, the music in this is nothing but ominous. There's no happy cappy stuff. Well, they're already up here that you actually let them go. Interesting camera angle. That camera's pretty much on the floor. Yeah, someone spent a lot of time polishing that floor. He was asking you to risk your life. My Wraith DNA makes me the only possible candidate. Anyone else would be detected by the Queen immediately. Well, that's fine, but, but my question is why now? Oh, the Wraith are busy killing each other. Why don't we just sit back and watch? Eventually, one faction will emerge victorious, and then everything will go back to the way it was. But maybe not for a while, so we can afford to wait. Whenever you see a story like this, you wonder if the seeds were laid when Taylor and her mixed DNA was first brought up. Mm -hmm. Or else they've just, you know, plucked that from uh, the narrative and decided to see where it led. 
Well, have we got another five seasons, or you might have? Well, I've been I've started reading the Legacy series, which is an unofficial season six. Mm-hmm. And Taylor and the Queen are very central. Amazing series of books. My reading list is longer than your watch list and Ian's watch list combined. <laughs> I have roughly six months worth of analog Galaxy's Edge and Asimov's to read. I'm I feel like you're being pressured into this because of my research. I am not being pressured into anything. And your research may save thousands, even millions of lives. Remember that. Right. It wasn't your idea, was it? That's a warm welcome, isn't it? <laughs> Saved a few thousand dollars by not having the vis effects or Todd walking through the gate. Mm. Can I help you? Just remember. If anything happens to her, there won't be anywhere in the galaxy you can hide. Todd wouldn't be happy if they actually let him walk around without a god. Here's a door. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he has no comeback for that. Delivered your threat, it's basically been ignored. <laughs> Fine. Very well. Let's get started. Don't worry, he's just here as a technical advisor. I'm going to be performing the surgery. And there are people who would say this is pressure. The very idea that you're going to save people's lives. Yes, but it's uh, morally correct pressure. I'd like to see Todd pop around for poker night or something. That's a day ward anesthetic. I've had it and it's feeling of injection to dizziness to unconsciousness is about 8.5 seconds. It does knock you out that fast. You'd have time to say, what the hell? (laughs) Interesting montage. They decided not to show a lot of the actual surgical procedures that were going on. Make sure if they they wanted to have the the grand unveiling. Mm -hmm. I think reveal rather than unveiling. Unveiling implies that she's covered up. And I would have thought it wouldn't have been one procedure either. It'd be gradual over days and days, weeks maybe even. I mean, we know what they can do in Star Trek. You know, <laughs> a couple of hours and bang, you're a different species. Take the tricorder and reverse. Yeah. Okay, boys, come on then. <laughs> when are we going to get to see her? Give it some time, just relax. I can't. I had like three cups of coffee. I'm completely wired. Really? I hadn't noticed. All right, you can see her now. I wonder, did they get some voice changes from V? The original V, not the new one. How do I look? Oh. Oh, Hello. Now, assume your throne. Yes, (laughs) quite a bit. They were setting up to uh, shoot the scene, and basically the director just looked at it and said, do not change the lighting, it's perfect as it is. Mm. Nice with uh, Todd's shadow there as well. Yep. At the first sign of deception, the primary will not hesitate to slit our throats! You said she would sense my wraith DNA. It is not your DNA that concerns me. It is your manner. Your bearing. You project apprehension! I'll give them the circumstances. It may be understandable, but it is not acceptable! (laughs) Above all, you must never show weakness. You're a queen, you've got to act like it. No. Imperious. Looking at everybody with disdain. <laughs> oh, that's angry. Well, everybody's life depends upon it. He really knows how to deliver lines. 
I mean, the commentary they said they wanted to have a Shakespearean style to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they said Christopher, you know, lapped it up. He loved it. Mm-hmm. The fact is, Todd's putting his life on the line, too. I don't think he'd go in there with her if he didn't think she could pull this off. This is a training montage. I don't know. You probably think, oh, that actually looks rather interesting. <laughs> Bit of cosplay. <laughs> I'm your slave. <laughs> Do with me what you will. Oh, your proposal? Believe me, the less the primary knows about my dealings with humans of Atlantis, the better. Straightforward. Yes, I don't think the Queen's really like these ideas coming from underlings. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've always been led to believe every hive has its own queen. Mm-hmm. And they all operate independently. But so many times we see hives and cruisers operating with all males. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it can't be out of the question, obviously, because Todd's ship operates without a queen and he's been able to dodge the awkward question of... ADR all the speech for the race. There's prosthetics for their teeth and everything but when they're talking. <laughs> yeah, be interesting, wouldn't it? I know. <laughs> I'd like to hear the original. <laughs> the Darth Vader thing all over again. I am not. Ah, here we go. Whatever you do, Todd, don't reverse the charges. I don't think this queen will like that. So, at long last we meet. Indeed. Many among my crew were beginning to think you didn't exist. This is a live video feed. You must point them out to me, so that I may remove all doubt from their minds. That will no longer be necessary. Make your way to my ship, and do not keep me waiting again. Apollonia Vanova, who's playing this queen, is in the next room, mm. doing all this live. She's been in Man of Steel, Lost Girl, Watchmen, Andromeda. Also been in a single episode of SG-1. <laughs> it's weird, though, seeing a Wraith Queen that in Andy Frizzle. Mm. And they made a point. They thought, why don't we use Andy? But they wanted this queen to be different. Red? You know, we can pull the plug anytime you want. You just give us the word. No. We've come this far. I intend to go through with this. We'll be right here. If anything goes wrong, we'll get you out. But nothing's going to. Well, of course not, but I'm just saying if it does... Right. Which it won't. Hey. Just be careful over there. We're still alive, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) He looks so tall standing next to her. (laughs) Yes. She's not short. I mean, she's nearly John's height. It's a clear indication, though. You know, it's not about physical strength. It's about confidence, attitude... As we've seen in the Wraith, there's a telepathic component as well. Mm. The Queen dominates. She doesn't have to be physically stronger. She projects an image that is, you will obey me, I'm your Queen. Her residual self-image. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Where is your Queen? You will meet her in time. Inform the bridge they're on board. Take us to hyperspace. That's the commander. This is uh, Richard Zeman. He's been in Sanctuary, being human. Yeah, beard. Dead Zone. An episode of SG-1, and he is bold. So when they saw him like that, thought, you know, this is a, that's a good idea. A wraith without air. <laughs> and it works, because you've got all the detail on mm. his skull. You see his ears clearly. He's got his, <laughs> his little, little piece of air at the front, like Tilt used to. <laughs> mm. And that tattoo on the side of his head is excellent. Yeah, it does. It looks brilliant. And he looks mean. <laughs> he looks different, and that works for this episode. 
I mean, Taylor knows that by nature she is a dominant female. She's a leader of her own people, a, a negotiator. She's not Amanda Tapping, but... She's got to try and cover up that fear of the subterfuge. Oh, my. What is that? Now, Carter, though, was never like Jack, never great at diplomacy. This is Taylor's forte. What? It wasn't part of the deal. No, it was not. Where'd they go? I do not know. There is no way to track them. He looks glistening. Well, they all do, don't they? All they all have a sheen about them. Yeah, almost reptilian skin. <laughs> You've got some explaining to do, Kenny. You know, at times Ronan's reaction to things gets a little boring. <laughs> he goes to cock his gun, <laughs> and they chose to leave it in. <laughs> Queen shall see you shortly. And like I say, look at the size of this hive ship. Mm. They moved the entire, well, rebuilt the set at Bridge Studios after they left Narco. Made it bigger, a lot more elaborate lighting systems. The DP got a control panel, you can press buttons, change colours, all sorts. Mm. Much faster to shoot on this set as well. So, whatever it costs them, well worth the money. Mm. Mm. What is he doing here? Uh, here she is. I thought his presence would be useful, as he is the one you've been dealing with up until now. I do not like surprises. Nor do I. And yet you are the one who took your ship to hyperspace the moment we stepped aboard. If you were in my position, you might understand the need for such precautions. A lot more vampirific. Well. Both of them, actually, compared to what we've seen in normal queens. That's it, Ella, no backing down. That's it. They could be sisters, even. Mm. She's got a lot more hair than the usual queens as well. Yeah. Usually they're all like, they look old and... What are you doing? <gasps> Ooh, straight in. See, that's useful when you know uh, Wraith anatomy. Yeah. Dab her anywhere else, it probably wouldn't have killed her outright. Yeah, it didn't kill her quickly enough. Well, any other way... It... Forgive me, but this is the way it must be. And this actually wasn't the original plan. Todd was going to explain all this beforehand. But the studio executives dropped the note down and says, you know, why don't you have the explanation afterwards? Because then you keep the suspense, keep the build up. The people are shocked when Todd kills the Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. Well, it's that quick. Mm. Even some of the some of the writers in the writers' room said, you know, oh, another Wraith episode. And when they got to this bit, it surprised them as well. replacement and they will accept you. And if I can't, them both dead. What is this? I have taken what is rightfully mine. Queens have been defeated before, but not so fast and cold-bloodedly. You killed her! Yes, and you were the better for it. Yes. <laughs> I did it for your own good. Weapon at your queen. This was my queen! Not anymore. She was growing weak. She no longer had full control over the Alliance. If you can't see that, you're a fool. That probably is a valid argument amongst the Wraith. Oh, this is... <laughs> I know, I love that. <laughs> no, my queen. Wag your tongue like that again, and I will remove it. Is that understood? Yes, my queen. Now drop us out of hyperspace and run a full diagnostic. I wish to know the state of my new flagship. And have this thing removed from my sight. See, that would impress him more than anything else. Yes. <laughs> She's the best star there. I like the way she throws the knife away, as if she doesn't need yes. it. That's it. If a queen can't control a people just by force of will, then mm. she's no queen. Mm. That's a pretty nebula. 
He suspects something. You can see it in his face. Well, he, he doesn't like it, that's for sure. If you'll allow me to explain... How could you do this? It was necessary. The former queen was never going to accept your proposal. And so you killed her and forced me to take the blame. Shouldn't be really pasting. It kind of gives the game away a bit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the plan's working perfectly. Govern ourselves by different rules. It was important for you to claim ownership of the act of killing the queen. You should have informed me of your intention to make me queen of this hive. Perhaps. But I doubt you would have gone through with it had you known. You're right. It was a foolish, reckless plan. Most wraith seek to be ruled. They fear being without a queen. I knew that if you presented yourself as a viable substitute, most of them would just fall in line. Most of them. This is probably very difficult for Rachel. How do I react to this un under the makeup? Mm. You are now effectively in control of the Alliance. We may now implement Dr. Keller's plan without hindrance. Then there is no further need for us to continue the charade. Take me back to your ship. Soon. But first, you must allow some time for order to be restored. For things to return to normal. Once they do, you may take your leave. But it's working. Again, I'm going to go on about the uh, the books. They go into depth about all this. There are audiobooks available of the Legacy series. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't really looked for them. You've really got to, you know, establish yourself. You can't just come in, kill the Queen and go, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's kind of in the hole at the moment. She's got to play along. That's the first time he's been Carl Kenny. <laughs> so what are we going to do? We can't stay here. We're stuck in a hive surrounded by wraith. Not exactly our strongest position. Oh, my God, is a jumper. Where do you want to go? We get to a gate, we gate back to Atlantis, and then we figure out where they took Taylor. How exactly? Okay, so I haven't quite worked out the details yet, but... but... When you watch enough Stargate, you don't really remember where each character started getting named. You just, as soon as they pop up, you go, oh, that's Kenny. <laughs> the same with Todd. Yeah. We were calling him Todd long before John called him Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it's Todd's subspace transmitter. They're in empty space on the edge of a large nebula. Well, what are they doing out there? Who cares? This is our chance. Let's go after them. I've already plotted the course. But you should know that it will arouse suspicion for us to arrive unannounced. Well, let's worry about that later. For now, this is the closest thing they've got to a distress signal. Todd, of course, is after Todd Masters, and Kenny's after Kenny Gibbs, makeup and prosthetic designers. I thought he was Todd Kenny because he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been that would have been good. I'm sorry to disturb you, my queen. We've received an urgent report. You intend to make her read it? Good, because she can't read, Wraith. Alliance has been detected above one of our feeding grounds not far from here. Have you tried to contact them? They are not responding. Dispatch the closest hive to investigate. We are the closest hive. It falls upon us to intercept. We must remain here. Oh dear. Mm. My queen. Perhaps we should discuss this in private. Oh. He's so suspicious. Even he looks at Todd. You, is that right? <laughs> we've got to go. We've got to go. <laughs> yeah. That's not a mm. good situation to be in. No. He expected them to make one single answer to his request, and they didn't. We must respond to this. To do otherwise will read as weakness. The crew will not understand. Then let them be confused. Spoken like a true queen. But you risk breeding suspicion. For the moment, 
They believe you and are prepared to serve you, but if you break that trust by making irrational decisions, they will quickly fall away from you. What about your ship? It is probably already on its way. They will pick up on our new location as soon as they arrive. Yes, hopping around the galaxy. They'll, they'll catch up eventually, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Now, Kenny's right about one thing. Second we drop out of hyperspace, the primary's hive ship's gonna know something's up. Or we drop out early. Go the rest of the way by jumper. It's gonna take too long. We need a diversion. Mm -hmm. What uh, What kind of a diversion? You thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. I don't think we can rely on Kenny to give the order, though. We don't give him a choice. What are you talking about? What, what order? I don't think Kenny likes them being there. Mm. Yeah. I like that they just gloss over the fact that they were always calling them Todd and Kenny and Bob and mm. so on. Yeah, mm. which isn't their real name. No, exactly. They're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Casual Ronan. Mm. <laughs> like, look, I realize the odds aren't exactly in our favor, Rodney, but look, the longer we wait to get Taylor, the more likely it is we never will. We just have to keep all of our options open. Mm. Normally what they do, Rodney, come on, you've been mm. around long enough to know that. I wonder where all the fruit went. Mm. Yeah. Rodney probably <laughs> ate some of it. <laughs> I wonder how much sleep they're getting on board this ship. Mm. Who's going to take first watch? Because I'm pretty sure that one of them is going to stay awake all the time. <laughs> That'll be Rodney. Yep. Twitching in the corner. Actually, I thought it'd be Rodney. Hmm. Oh, trespasser. <laughs> the other hive is trying to contact us. Ignore them. Charge weapons. You wish to attack unprovoked? We were provoked. They have encroached upon our territory. Yeah, good point. I want them destroyed. Now! I'd be worried about the look in her eye when she's not actually saying anything, Todd. You don't know Taylor that well after all. <laughs> Making use of her position. Yeah, who's going to deny her? <laughs> this looks like they got some fantastic shots in before the other ship responded. Yeah, the engines have gone. Yeah, I thought this battle would be over pretty darn quick. Hmm. They're returning fire. We're taking hull damage. Deploy the darts. Under these conditions, they will suffer heavy losses. I'm fully aware of the costs. We must take a firm stance against intrusions such as this. You're doing this on purpose. To kill Wraith. Whoa, who'd want to be a dart pilot in this battle? <laughs> They even made a joke of following this guy as if he were going to be important. Yeah, blow you <laughs> Whenever they're doing that, I keep thinking that, that the other guys aren't that far away. Surely they can hear this conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's like in any of the superhero shows. They're talking about the secret identities yeah. in cafes and whatnot. You think, come on, you can hear you. <laughs> With any luck, we've caught them off guard. I mean, this sort of tactic could only really work when you have utter loyalty from uh, all the drones and the pilots on board the Hive. They're not here. Where the hell are they? They've moved. <laughs> what for? I do not know. I'm not on the ship. Feel free, all the sarcasm you want, Kenny. It's entirely justified at the moment. What now? What else can we do? We go after them. If they jump into hyperspace, we're going to lose them again, right? Oh, pretty much. Todd's locator beacon doesn't work in hyperspace. Oh, yeah, stop playing catch-up. Is there a Stargate on that planet? Of course. Then drop us off. We can get there faster in the jumper. Yeah, I said there's very few uh, populated planets without either Stargate on the planet or in orbit. Hmm. He's got quite an attitude, Kenny, hasn't he? <laughs> he does, yeah. 
Like I say, it's a very nice battle sequence, but I just surprised it took me. They're still going at it. My queen, our darts are outnumbered two to one. If we do not recall them now, they will be wiped out. And their sacrifice will be remembered when this alliance rules the galaxy. <laughs> they died well. What was that? We just lost a medial weapons array. Keep firing all of the batteries. And that is Billy the Wraith. <laughs> I did not know that. Played by James Chutter. Alright. That scene's from season one. Yeah, more money saved. Wait a minute, there's two of them. What? And they're fighting. They're not pulling any punches either. <laughs> Surprise. Didn't he say that in the previously? They're not pulling any punches? Yeah, I think he did. I remember. Hmm. They're not doing so good. What do you mean? Oh, they must have lost some of their weapons. I mean, they're seriously outgunned. We gotta do something. You know, just last week I was talking to Zelenka about trying to reverse engineer a Daedalus beaming system for the jumpers. And? Oh, well, no, no, we're nowhere near close. I mean, the Asgard technology is incredibly complicated. Well, what the hell are you bringing this up for now? I'm just saying that this would be the perfect situation for something like uh, that. Right, well, that's classic McKay, that bit. <laughs> oh, I've been working on this great thing about <laughs> implementing the Asgard beaming technology. I mean, well, we haven't done anything <laughs> with it, but... <laughs> are you nuts? They can see us! You wonder if the, you know, obviously the highs are a, a standard design, weaponry, mm. defences. Why is Taylor's ship getting so much damage when mm. they fired first? That did it. We're about to find out. Those drones can do serious damage. They can indeed. Boom! That's impossible. The enemy hive just exploded. Well done, my queen. Don't knock it, son, you won. Perhaps next time you will not be so quick to question my tactics. I mean, if the time release, if they can punch through the outer hull and get right into the core of the ship before they detonate. Recall the darts. <laughs> you sacrificed half our troops, but well done. Commander there with his... Um, ah, let's his teenage girl storm off. He um, had a reaction to the contact lenses, they were saying. Yes. And he couldn't film the last day of the shoot with the contacts in, so they had to CG them. Very early use of uh, visual effects, which they made standard on the final season of Defiance. Very expensive, but uh, gives them far more natural look and helps the actors out. Mm. Mm -hmm. So they can see where they're going. You can't actually underestimate how uh, useful that is in an actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that way they can see their marks. Well, they had the same issue with last week's episode, Whispers, all that fog. When they had to reset, none of the stuntmen could remember exactly where they were supposed to be standing. <laughs> There must be a problem. They've always got fog on the reef ship. Mm. Another patrol coming this way. So what are we going to do? Got no choice. The same guards either side of the pillar, of course. They've only got so much makeup available to them. Let's move. Which way? I guess that answers that. McKay, I love him. He got one. I swear he's got his eyes closed off the time. <laughs> he can shoot blind. He's a Jedi. <laughs> Again, you see how big this set is. Inform the Queen. We have intruders. And these guys coming from behind, they were pretty much a last-minute addition. They decided they didn't want... Pretty sure three shot on Ronan there. Yeah. Satidans take a lot to bring down. Mm. Well, Ronan does. 
His mates, not so much. Man, the answer isn't threatening Fino. And I said, which time? I hope to have a plan to get us out of here. Very reassuring. Yes, been here, done that. How many times have we been locked in here and we got out okay? Leave us. Yes, fortunately, no real surveillance on the hardships. Yes, promotion. It's been a busy day. Mm. John, Ronan, Rodney, it is good to see you. But you should not have come for me. Why? What's going on? I will explain later. But you must not attempt to escape. You are in no danger. Yes, no you stay in jail. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> it is a long story. We got a jumper here. We can leave right now. No. I must solidify my position first. It is the only chance we have to ensure the Alliance will accept the treatment. Otherwise, this will all have been for nothing. I don't think we've got any fruit on, on this hive, but we'll see what, we, what else we've got. Rodney, I got you an orange. <laughs> for now. Okay, the boys will play ball for a little while. Hello. Yeah. Now, why didn't you send him there? She should have. She can detect Wraith in the city, even in orbit at times. Yeah, that's a good point. I just want to put that little thing off his chin with the scissors. <laughs> My queen! This is a definite breach of protocol. Who authorized you to wait in my quarters? I let myself in. I needed to see you in private. I do not wish to speak right now. Come back later. I'm afraid I can't do that. I am your queen. I command you. You are not you. my queen. How dare you speak to me like this? Remove yourself from my sight immediately. I saw you talking with the prisoners from Atlantis. If I was him, I'd have brought a few guards with him as well. Mm. Or at least some of the, you know, the other, not the drones, some of his other security personnel. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> or Blades. They call them Blades in the books. Do they? Yeah. And I asked myself, how is such a thing possible? I suspected you right from the moment you set foot aboard my ship. And against my better judgment, I allowed you to remain on board. While you committed treachery after treachery, it was my duty to defend the ship, and I failed. Here we go. They were very disappointed with the final edit of this fight. They had to do so much editing to make it look so smooth, because he was very worried about actually hitting Rachel. Even though the close-in work, they had a stunt double doing it. I'm afraid your reign is over. My queen! Ah! Did so much editing, it just ended up being rather half-hearted fight. Mm. See? Too much talking. <laughs> Can you imagine Todd gloating? That won't necessarily kill him, as we've seen. Didn't Todd's neck get broken? It was a stun weapon he used. Perhaps Todd knows more about Wraith anatomy than we do. There's one little bone in the whole Wraith body. If you break that, they die. <laughs> I've arrived moments ago. I've arranged for Colonel Shepard, Ronan, and Dr. McKay to be transferred there immediately. Good. When do I join them? As soon as this is all over. Yes. And thus I will be taking my leave of you and returning to my former hive. I'm leaving behind my trusted commander. Let me be clear. You will still fall under my protection. But in my absence, you will heed his every order as if it were my own. When he speaks, it is as though I am speaking through him. Is that understood? Yes, my queen. So they had to stop that very nice, gentle pullback because that mm. ceiling was too low for the camera. Escort me to my transport. The queen departs. And you won't be surprised to know that there are only half as many wraith in this set as you'd actually think. Mm. They've doubled it over, so... Mm. 
those on the right are exactly the same people as those on the left. Well done. I believe you've managed to allay all suspicions. Just remember why we did this. To disseminate Dr. Keller's treatment to as many wraith as possible. Of course. They even hint that Todd is rather attracted to Taylor in this form. <laughs> He's a wraith male. He wants to be dominated by a queen just like any other wraith. <laughs> it's probably something that they might have explored in season six. Mm-hmm. Well, it may invite unwelcome questions. I like this. Fine. Very well. But bear in mind that as far as this crew is concerned, I am still their queen. Oh, yeah. I will be watching you. And should you step out of line, I will not hesitate to make a reappearance and have you removed. Very well. Permanently. She's not forgotten. Just when you least expect it. <laughs> She's got the power in this situation. Yeah. As long as she stays away, Todd can do what he wants. Yeah, if he puts a foot wrong, she can reappear as if by magic. Mm. As if yeah. by magic? A queen appeared. Fingers flecked. <laughs> <laughs> he might have created a monster. <laughs> monster, monster. What have you done to her, Doc? <laughs> Very funny. Nice. I'm sure she was taller. <laughs> yeah. Better. Still some soreness, but for the most part, it's gone. Good. Well, I have rounds, but... Where? There aren't any other patients. There are never <laughs> any other patients. Nobody seems to get sick. Maybe it's a home visit. Yeah, house call. Yeah. Sure you're feeling okay? Yes. Thank you. No lingering desires to feed on anything? Only on solid food. Tempting. I'm sure John's fairly solid. Dr. Keller, not very satisfying. Well, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, originally it was going to be one week. Then they got a lot of hassle over all that surgery, one week. So then they made it two week, and they got a whole lot of hassle about Taylor wouldn't be in bed in two weeks, she'd be up and about in a week. And you've got to admit, Keller's done extraordinary good work, even with the aid of ancient technology and race technology. Did they explain in the episode how they did that? No. I didn't think they did. I've seen this episode so many times now, and I still feel like I've missed something. I mean, at the very least, you know, Rachel's worn so many wigs over the years playing Taylor. Oh, crap. I forgot to record. Well, let's just hope this works fine, then. Do you not find it strange that as a result of all of this, Todd now personally has control of that entire alliance? You think that was his plan all along, huh? Thought had crossed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's no doubt that Todd, with the exception of forgetting how powerful Taylor could become as a queen, mm-hmm. everything went according to his plans. Get some rest. Come back and check on you. At the very least, there would be some physical surgery required to create the mouth in the hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, the way they like look at the hand and everything is like it's mm. some sort of genetic modification but I'm not sure I mean obviously they can do a lot with the makeup she doesn't have to actually feed and none of her drones or soldiers would actually be looking at her hand you'd have to be there I'm non people now <laughs> okay then that was the queen excellent so much put into a place which never gets used <laughs> as is always the case <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. And we never get to see the beaming technology added. <laughs> no. Well, they were doing so much with the jumper. I mean, we had that time travel jumper, which got used once, and, oh, it's broken. We can never use it again. Yep. What a shame. We've got a, we've got a hyperspace-capable <laughs> jumper. We use it twice. It <laughs> broke. It never got used again. Yeah, too convenient to keep. Yeah, it's the same with the beaming technology, you know, using embedded transmitters so they can beam them out of whatever situation they were in. It kind of ruins stories when it can be that easy to get somebody out of trouble. Mm. Yeah, so this is like the... Uh, I remember when Next Generation came out, I saw the badge was also the communicator. 
with our clan, so they can't lose it then. And then the badge becomes detachable, or the communication gets conveniently blocked, and they'll just yeah. they'll just MacGuffin the hell out of it. Yep. Yeah, you wonder sometimes if the writing room spends more time actually having to write around stuff to put in already, mm-hmm. just to make a new story work. Because viewers will know. Science fiction fans will know. Yeah. They pay attention. Well, let's not forget my personal bugbear. And have you read the by Peter F. Hamilton? No. No. It ends with the most literal deus ex machina that's possible. I mean, they find a machine that is God about 20 pages from the end of the book, and they ask it to stop the bad things happening, and it does. Ooh. And everything ran. Basically, Dritten himself totally into a corner, and he goes, okay, here's the God machine. And they're like, well, what do we, how do we get this to work? And the God machine replies, well, you could just try asking me. <laughs> so they ask, and suddenly the unkillable, undefeatable bad guys are defeated in, like, 15 pages. That's almost like the use of the Eagles by a certain fantasy author from times gone by. Yeah. Yes, but the Eagles at least make some kind of internal consistent sense. And there are things they can't fix. No, Eagles. Oh, Eagles. I thought you said <laughs> Eagles. I thought you said Igors. No. I realised you would have said Igor. <laughs> you would have had to add the lisp. No, the convenience of Eagles, yeah. I finally watched the whole of the uh, Hobbit trilogy, four and a half hour finally. Oh, was it good? It was better than the virtually five hours of the first two movies before I just threw in the towel and thought, this is stupid, why am I watching let's, this rubbish? Let's not forget in movie one the scene I simply refer to as Bilbo Baggins and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> flagrantly tacked on well a lot of it was tacked on I don't recall that many uh, members of the party dying in the book I can't remember it's been years it literally has been it's been decades since I've read the book <laughs> I've never managed the Cimmerillion it's, uh, I tried reading up those in high school and I was like I read it once because I bought a nice leather band uh, trilogy mm-hmm. three of the three books I thought I'm going to read them all but after reading that once I thought never again <laughs> How long did it take you to read the Cimmerillion? Oh, it was 40 years ago. Come on, please. <laughs> All I know is I didn't understand half on it. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a, quite a read. <laughs> George R.R. R. Martin's Cimmerillion should be out soon. <laughs> is Alan still there? He's gone. Oh, that's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it, he dropped after we've recorded the main episode. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely gone. Yeah, and I, I heard him go, Boop. Bye, Alan. Nice <laughs> to meet you. His picture's doing like a wavy... Blob thing. I don't know what that means. Okay, a little bit of trivia then. Brenton Spencer, this episode's director, he directed three episodes of Stargate Atlantis, as well as directing episodes of Sanctuary, Earth Final Conflict, Andromeda, Hope Island, and First Wave. He was also the director of photography on 28 episodes of Atlantis. Alex Levine, who uh, wrote the story for this, a single episode of SG-1 and a couple of episodes of Atlantis, also writes The Flashpoint, X Company, and Orphan Black. Alan McCullough, who wrote, well, the screenplay, I should say. He's written nine episodes of SG-1, eight of Atlantis, and a single episode of Universe. Also written for Lost Girl, Sanctuary, Cracked, Rain, and Rookie Blue. And according to a wiki, this episode won Leo Awards for Best Costume for uh, Van Halverson and Best Screenwriting for Alan McCullough. So both critical and popular acclaim. Is that all the trivia? Yep. Cool. (laughs) And we still have no Alan back. We do not. Completely gone from the list. Who knows, he's probably going to get a drink now. <laughs> Check on his cheese. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? 
I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Okay, not a lot of feedback from last week's episode, but we did get a bit over on our Google Plus page. Daryl wrote, I forgot Esri Dax was in Stargate Atlantis. Max said, would have loved to see more of these ladies, and a bit crude, but if I had been Carson, there would have been a sock on the door. I replied that, yeah, Dusty knew the score. Michael also posted in reply to Daryl, damn it, that's where I'd seen her before in SGA, all those years. Yeah, it's quite surprising when you see an actor or an actress in a show that you hadn't quite connected the dots before. Always a pleasant surprise. Okay then, if you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google+, and we're carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all those links on our website. You'll also find the link to the independent RSS feed, which carries every episode we've released so far. You can copy that and manually add it to a podcatcher. Okay then, next week's episode is going to be Tracker. Listen to the promo, and then we'll wrap the show up. On the next Stargate Atlantis. Right up and down the street, no one's seen her. What happened to her? Dr. Keller is kidnapped. Do not let her die. To save a girl. Being constantly hunted by the Wraith is no life for a child. Now, McKay and Ronan must find her. Wraith hunter. They chase runners. Before the Wraith. Listen, you stand a better chance fighting together than fighting each other. On the next Stargate Atlantis. Okay then, folks, that was The Queen. Thank you very much for listening to this. Ian, thank you very much for joining us this Sunday afternoon. Thanks, Mike. It was my pleasure. You will return for Remnant. Yes, I will, and I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. We'll be in touch when we're a bit closer to the date. Cool. Alan hasn't returned, (laughs) so let's wrap the show up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Ian. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Cool. That was easy. You've been listening to The Gatecast hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.